0: A lot of the times people are very quick to judge a person when they get into a position of vulnerability. Some may think it's a scenario that the vulnerable individual is asking for by being vulnerable. And yet others might argue that it is in fact inappropriate to treat others in a way to disadvantage them when they are being strong enough to act vulnerably. Today, I'm going to talk to you about what it's been like to try to find work in the midst of a pandemic. We'll see where it goes, and who knows what type of growth we may have from it together. When I was 19 years old, I started my own business. I knew I wanted to grow and thrive on my own terms from a young age. Maybe I can blame that in part from being raised in the system, and maybe I can blame that in part for being raised by a family that encouraged self-expression and drive for goals. Regardless of what's to blame, I was doing what I loved. My friend and I started a small cleaning business together. We were turning over vacant apartments at the complex that her sister managed. It went really well and at the time it was paying a killer rate. We were turning over about 30 units a month at about $250 a unit. If you were to do the math on those figures, you would soon see that that number equates to approximately seventy-five hundred dollars a month between the two of us. Deduct the average taxes we would pay on it, and split it right up the middle, we were still almost bringing home thirty-six thousand a year cash after taxes and liabilities, working only part-time. The reason I share this story is that running this business with my friend taught me how to not only be an excellent saleswoman, but to deal with change early on in life. My partner and I would continue on to operate our very successful cleaning business right up until the point that she had a significant life change and realized that she needed to move to Las Vegas. For me, I had a turning point, a decision to make. Do I continue to operate this company and buy my partner out forgo everything alone down an uncertain road, or do I take the certain path and go find a W-2 role? I chose both at the time. I worked as an overnight medication aide in a special needs group home. It was some of the most enriching work I've ever done in my life. I did this to give myself a steady income while I built up my cleaning business. I then created a very strategic marketing, campaign of flyers, posters, and cards, deals, coupons, and I left them everywhere I could. Bulletin boards, gas station bathrooms, countertops, small businesses. I networked myself until I was blue in the face, and then came in the leads. I was overwhelmed with calls. I was given enough to live in abundance, and it was the first time in my life that I truly felt reinforced that what i was doing was where i was supposed to be one night i was out celebrating a huge sale with some friends i really enjoyed karaoke that in that time in my life and i still do and we were sitting at the bar and i was joking around about the hassle of turning over rental properties and a man who was very well dressed turned to me and looked me up and down very sassily and he said, girl, you have no idea. I flip real estate for a living and it is so exhausting. I wish I had good help. And at that moment, alarm bells went off in my head and something told me, you need to go outside with him and talk to him while he's having a cigarette because you have the background that he needs and he has the resources you need. So it's like mutually beneficial. And he and I ended up forming a very good friendship. It started with me just giving him my opinion as a friend on a color scheme in his house to me designing the interior and exterior aspects of all of his flips and rentals. To this day, the aesthetic on one of the houses we designed together has remained untouched. The subsequent buyers of the property have loved the look so much, they've chosen not to redo it, which speaks to the timeless creations he and I made together. He ended up moving to Florida, meeting someone great, and moving on with his professional life our relationship ended very well and I learned so much. I learned about concrete counters and motion-lit steps and how to keep your carpet dry in the basement and just all kinds of incredible things that I will never forget. And that's the thing is that we have to see each opportunity and interaction as an extremely, exciting chance to learn and grow. And after we stopped working together, I ended up picking a small gig up with my landlord, performing maintenance on the rental properties in my neighborhood that he had owned and then doing the leasing and eventually he made me the on-site property manager realizing my talent my skill and i don't say these things to you all to brag but to be excited about the works i've gotten to participate in and to show you that you can do anything so i I helped manage his properties for a while, and then I took on more and more and more properties. And to this day, I still do manage one small portfolio for kin of mine. And it is just, it is truly exciting to see the way that real estate has changed so much and to have been a part of that change was truly incredible to have put ideas up inside of a property and just throwing it together because I love the aesthetic and then later on realizing that this is a trending look and to be so in tune with what the people want. It's not something that you can read in a book, it's not something that you can buy it's something that comes from being willing to listen and being willing to just be still and be guided and speaking of being still and being guided I uh, I was listening to this speaker the other day uh, in a TED talk of sorts and They were talking about how one of the greatest moments of their lives where they realized that they were truly successful was when they would come into a room, into a conversation, and they would just want to be still and listen. And I'm realizing more and more that that's where I'm at in my life. I just wanna learn and grow and just be the very best version of me that I can be. There have been a lot of stops along the way. It's been like a train ride. You you know, different people get on and off at each stop and you just have to enjoy the scenery while you're on it. So anyway, <laughs> I got out of property management in two thousand. In fourteen, I ended up collaborating with a friend of mine, who was a roofer and carpenter. And we decided that we were going to focus more on the maintenance side, the service side of things. And so we began picking up small rehab projects and doing them together, and it was a blast. We um, got our insurance all lined up and got some merchandise designed and built a website and pretty soon I was having to run the office because we were so busy that we, well, first of all, we wanted to (coughs) save money on labor, but secondly, we we needed somebody. This was great, right? We were growing and flourishing together and... I just remember we would get calls from investors, and we were doing, you know, several projects for investors every month, and working with
1: turn of the century
0: homes. homes and all kinds of unique architecture properties. Some of my favorite work that we did was honestly the rehabilitation of properties. And the reason I say that is because I was able to go into these homes and sometimes it was sad how we possessed them. You know, sometimes it was a foreclosure, but sometimes it was purchased, you know, for sale at a reasonable price. And we were able to see the way these families had loved their homes, the effort they'd put into them I mean, if I were to write a book on all the no-nos that I've seen in property flipping in the last 13 years, I probably could come out with a pretty good no-no book of construction. And I just might, guys, just watch the website, watch Instagram and social media to see if that ends up coming out because, I mean, just some of the stuff I've seen is laughable. But I will get into that on later episodes of these podcasts. I'm trying to give you my, my success timeline. Um, credit to Nando for that. I've decided to share that with you first. So Anyway, we're getting all these calls from investors and I'm like, whoa, we're like making six figures a year. This is phenomenal because we had never taken a loan out for any of our capital. We'd been so smart with our money that we were able to buy all the equipment we needed without going into debt. And so this was incredible. The net worth of the company was at six whopping figures. I never thought that I would achieve something so incredible. Again, not to brag, but I just, it makes me so excited to think about uh, all the work that was put in, all the incredible people who helped make it happen and the growth that came spiritually and and personally from it, not even monetarily was incredible. So anyway, um, You know, that that business venture was truly a wonderful time in my life. And I got to the point where it was just a little bit too much for me to handle. My partner and I weren't seeing eye to eye. And this is kind of my growth moment where I know that, you know, in the future, I'll do things differently. But I decided to sell my shares and unfortunately, during the process of the court hearings for selling my shares to him and dissolving my affiliation with the company, instead of firing and replacing or branching out before stepping out, those are things I would definitely do differently now. But Unfortunately, his personal battles got in the way of a lot of the technical things that needed to occur for that to be a smooth transition for everyone involved. But that's not what I'm here to do. I'm not here to complain or speak badly of my former business partner. I hope that the challenges that were faced are overcome now. So anyway, um, I ended up going to work in service again and I assisted with emergency dispatch of tow trucks to service seven different law enforcement agencies. Our team was very tight-knit and I helped manage a fleet of anywhere from 12 to 18 drivers. Our number of drivers would fluctuate with the season. They were on a 24-hour rotating shift and I did tend to take the night and evening shifts for that role. We navigated many disasters together successfully, so shout out to the tow tow truck drivers who worked under my watch. I would definitely say that this was one of the more difficult transitions for for me transitioning from being a self-employed contractor for so many years for actually 10 years to going back into W-2 employment really for the first time full-time in my adult life and understanding what that actually entailed, realizing that that was so much different than what um, most people are used to dealing with in the contracting industry. So it was definitely something that was a learning experience. I'll share more about my journey if you tune in next time. Thanks for listening. All inquiries can be sent to Kimby Speaks at gmail.com. Thanks.